Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners, we've been practicing together for a few years now. We love sharing our enthusiasm for rope with you from our home in the lovely country of Thailand. And today we're excited to talk to Miranda, the person behind Friction Live, who hosts the video conference classes, which are live streamed to the comfort of your own home. Uh, They partner with experienced presenters to offer great kink education, so individuals can access high quality educators outside their locality, which is great for people like us. Um, And educators can reach multiple communities at the same time. Miranda describes herself as a bottom who can tie. She loves the mental and physical challenges of rope and the variety of styles, sensations and emotions possible. So we wanted to talk to Miranda about where the idea for Friction Live came from, how she puts the program together and the challenges and delights of providing live streaming kink education. So welcome and thanks for joining us, Miranda. Thank you for having me. Where are you speaking to us from? I am from um, Calgary, Canada, where it's snowed today so I'm kind of wishing I was in Thailand. Oh, oh yeah it's quite different it's more than 35 degrees celsius here so I can guarantee you there's no snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi Miranda how did you get started with Rope Yourself? Uh, I started about two years ago I had just started dating my partner Steve and we were still chatting on um, OkCupid I think and I said oh what book are you reading and he said I'm reading this book about shibari I'm like, oh that sounds so cool and then I immediately ran off to Google because I had (laughs) what he was talking about and when I first saw it I thought oh that's definitely never something I'm going to be into that's insane Uh, the first and then as he talked more about it I kind of got a bit intrigued and I said let's just try it you can try a little bit on my feet and then he did some uh, little boot thing on my foot, and I was like, okay, maybe my leg too. And then maybe so my hips, maybe my arms. Okay, maybe we use your entire rope kit, and I'm completely immobilized on your floor. Um, it just, I don't, I generally am quite claustrophobic, so I'm really not sure why I love the feeling of being um, bound up in rope, but that's pretty much where it started, trying to uh, impress the person I was dating, basically. Oh, that's a pretty cool story. So what kind of thing do you find when you just Google Shibari and you don't really know what you're looking for? Really intense suspension. <laughs> <laughs> what a great introduction. Uh, and so eventually you started learning to tie as well, right? Yeah, I, I just bottomed until I convinced one of my other rope partners to start an in-person um, curriculum-based training here in Calgary. And in order to make that a little bit easier so I could be more helpful, I started learning how to tie and um, found that there's actually a little bit of fun to be had in that. I still enjoy much more the bottoming side, but um, I really like the technical aspect of topping. So um, he kind of helped me start to learn and that made me better able to facilitate in person. That makes a lot of sense with having both perspectives helping you uh, in the way you facilitate the classes. Yeah. So what's the origin story of Friction Live? How did you decide to set that up and why? 
I have a terrible habit of accidentally creating really big projects for myself. <laughs> so I saw Shay um, advertising her uh, Fuck Your Box DS class on Instagram. And I was talking to Steve and I said, oh, I wish there was a way we could go to this. They should really be offering this stuff online. And he said, yeah, you, you should do that. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much where it started. He's um, my tech person. So he helped me set up all the tech side. And um, I started basically cold calling people um, to, to start these classes. Wow. So it's really nice. It allows people who are spread out like you in Thailand or for people that are from smaller places to get access to some of the knowledge that's kind of centered in these usually big cities that unless you have the ability to travel or you happen to live next to somebody who happens to do a class you're really keen on, you never get to see them. Yeah, that makes sense. So how do the classes work exactly? Uh, from the participants' point of view, it's really simple. They register, they get an email, they follow the link at the time of the class, and if they don't already have Zoom, it prompts them to download it, and they can watch right away. If they can't uh, get to the class when it's live streamed, then it's posted on our website for two weeks. So even if you're in a different time zone or if you happen to be working or whatever, you can still access it. From my side, um, I contact the educators and we spend quite a bit of time emailing back and forth, talking about how best to format their class for this type of format. And um, I help them create polls or visual aids if necessary. And then we do a tech call just to make sure everything is working well. And then on the day of, we all cross our fingers for good internet and technology fairies that are in a good mood so that we can get everything running smoothly. So to be clear, what you're doing online is live interactions as opposed to many websites where you pay to access an archive of recorded videos that teach you how to tie. You're really focusing on live or near to live interaction because my understanding is even if you're going for those recordings you can access them for two weeks but it's not like an archive of dozens of videos of dozens of events you're going to yeah that's exactly right so if you're able to come for the live stream you're able to talk to the educators um, right on the spot you can also chat with other people who are in the class with you and then that is all recorded and placed online and so far, all of the educators have said if something comes up, um, you have a question about something that's in that recording, then contact them via FET usually, mm -hmm. and they'll answer the question. So it's as close to live as you can get without actually having to travel to wherever the educator's putting a class on. Yeah, which obviously for people like us who live in Thailand is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a nice, really nice option to be able to access people from all over the place. Mm. Yeah, it's super. And you've had some great classes so far. So we went to the Yum Yum Panda and Shakti Bliss Bunny one, um, which we actually did a field report episode on. So I'll put that in the show notes. And obviously people like Stefanos and Shay that you mentioned. Um, and there's an Evibex class that we're very excited about. We are um, very excited. <laughs> yep. um, so how are you choosing topics and educators? Right now, basically, I'm cold calling people that I stock on FET who have classes that I find interesting. Um, because it's a, still a large amount of work compared to the number of people that I'm able to pull in, it's very strongly driven by the things that I personally want to see. Um, I'm starting to get requests for things that people want to see, and so I'm reaching out to 
uh, people I've never heard of before, which is also really fun for me. But right now, it's basically stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of selecting material and topics, um, do you think some things work better in remote compared to face-to-face -face, or the other way around, some things are made better in face-to-face? Right now, I'm trying to keep things lecture-based, and I'm starting with a few more demo-based ones. Those work way better in this type of format than trying to do something that's more skill-based. Mm. I think when you're trying to teach a tie or, or a specific sequence, um, having the feedback of the person who's teaching is super important, and you lose that in this format. Not to mention, there's already people that are doing a really great job of that. So this is kind of trying to capture more of the um, information-based class instead of the hard-skill technical classes. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this podcast and sharing it with you. But your support can really help us pay for the hosting, the equipment, and other critical costs. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope tutorials and gear so we get a small commission from your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, you could also donate to us directly on our Patreon, either as a one-off amount or a monthly support that can be as little as the price of a cup of coffee. If you can't afford to do that, that's okay. Just enjoy the podcast and maybe tell a kinky friend or two about it. Now back to today's episode. And so what can participants do in advance of the class or during the class to get the most from those sessions? How can they prepare? Uh, not Instagram while they're watching the class. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching them through the webcam to make sure they're paying attention? Yeah, I should. I should start like setting up some sort of shock collar experiment for people <laughs> if they nice. navigate away. I think I could get people interested in that, actually. This is the exact right community for that type uh, Absolutely. Of I'm just worried about reverse incentives here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd have to work that all out. Uh, if people ask questions, it, it adds so much to the class. If there's no questions, I'm coming up with things, and so it's a really narrow band of, of experiences that's being represented. So mm. to really get into the class and try to make it as informative as possible, interacting with the other participants, asking questions, um, anything that kind of gets a conversation going is going to be huge, not only from the participant side, but also from the educator side, because otherwise they're just basically talking to themselves. Hmm. We've, we've had uh, similar experiences um, running text groups online, and it's true that creating a healthy discussion, creating a lot of interaction uh, is what you want. It's not always easy if the other side doesn't engage. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, so far in this uh, experience of creating and running Friction Live, what have been the biggest challenges you've had to face? Starting from scratch, building a following and learning how to advertise on FET and Instagram has been a really interesting experience for me. It's not something that I'm comfortable with at all. Mm -hmm. So that has been interesting. I'm sure you guys are familiar with um, the challenges that are there. Also learning uh, I the I just let Maya do all the work. Really. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, whatever works. <laughs> I've also let a lot of people do the other work because up until this last one, I had two tech people mm -hmm. running the show while I just sat there and tried to think of interesting questions. So, That's pretty good. 
now that everybody's kind of locked down and staying home, I've had to uh, pick up my game a little bit and learn oh, how to actually yeah. do some of the hard stuff. I guess that's where having submissives can really help you out. <laughs> Great. Well, I keep looking for Closet Boy, but so far nobody's signing up. Mm. <laughs> um, has the COVID um, crisis changed things? Because it's it hit just as you were up and running for a few sessions, right? Yeah, I, I'd done maybe three or four sessions before, um, but now there's much more demand for me to increase the number of classes that I'm doing, and I'm getting way more signups earlier. Previously, I would get things that would kind of trickle in over the last week, and now as soon as I post things, I'm getting people signing up right away. I think people are looking for something to do that allows them to connect with a broader community, so it's been busier for me for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Is there a limited number of spots for the classes or do you take as many people as want to join? Technically I can have up to a hundred, um, but if it got to the point where it was operating at that scale, I could scale it up fairly simply, but um, I'm not sure how it would work with that many people and, the, and moderating the questions. I might need a submissive or somebody who's yeah. very tech. Focus. I, I imagine the <laughs> pandemonium, the chat would be with a hundred people watching. I can't imagine. What are the biggest successes and the hero moments you've encountered in that experience so far? I have been hugely humbled and thrilled with the number of educators that are excited to do this kind of untested format. Mm -hmm. um, I've had almost everybody that I have approached agreed to do a class with me and they've all been really great to work with and they've presented really solid material um, and I'm getting a lot of really positive feedback from the participants which is huge for me because it's really a lot of work so having people say oh I love this it's so great um, yeah it makes it a lot easier to put in the hours required for sure so been very very encouraging so it sounds like this is um, a labor of love right now. How, how do you hope to develop the service? What are your plans for the business? I would like to be able to offer the older classes, the recordings that we have for people um, somewhat on demand so that if you missed the Miss Doctor Anatomy class, uh, you could go back and rent it again. Um, more regular classes and then diversifying the offerings. Because right now, as I said, I'm basically picking the content based on things that I'm interested in. It's pretty narrow and the number of people that I am interested in learning from is also pretty narrow. So being able to kind of expand that and expand my own net of the things that I'm are that are visible to me is kind of where I'm hoping to go. So I need more people to give me suggestions. <laughs> so what online courses have you got coming up that our dear listeners should look out for? I have two running this week. So we have Ebby Bex, who's doing her class on emotional sadomasochism in rope, which amazing. is very <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited about that one. And then Ode to Joy is doing a poly class. It's uh, poly 101. Uh, poly as a second language is the name of the class. And then I'm actually demo body bottoming for a class on pressure points that's done by a local person in town, Wooden Tiger. Oh, I and then. Yeah, that one is also uh, 
it's going to be really interesting. I've never had pressure points done, so it's going to be extra interesting. <laughs> <laughs> bottoming for it. <laughs> and then uh, She's Natural and Conroy have one on developing long-term tying relationships and communication and rope, which I think for a lot of people that set up um, a tying relationship with their partner uh, is going to be a really interesting class yeah, as well. Yeah, we're excited about that yeah, one as well. Yeah, that, that really sounds... Quite useful for us. <laughs> <laughs> Quite up or, or early, really. Uh, so if our dear listeners are interested, and I think they will be, in uh, registering for the Friction Live classes, what is the best place to go to do that? You can go to our website, which is frictionlive.ca, and I have all the classes that are available right now are listed on there. Um, I do send out reminders on FET as well. If you go to the Friction Live page all of the events are listed under my profile um, and then about a week before the class I remind everybody because life is busy so they yeah, often get involved. definitely I can see how that uh, week before reminder is, is yeah. very useful and from back when we were <laughs> running uh, in-person events and parties we also found that was quite critical yes all right thank you so much Miranda that will be all from us today at the Rope podcast don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and come find us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com where you can find small and easy ways to support us financially so we can keep making those nice little podcast episodes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.